It's Wednesday, August 11th, 2021, and welcome to episode 43. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. He's a professional triathlete, aspiring hair model, and all-around badass. Joining me from Bedford, New Hampshire, it's Ado Doherty. Ado, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Goldie, what is up, my man? It's nice to see you again. You're welcome. Well, I, I'll tell you, the, uh, did you enjoy that aspiring hair model there? I threw that in there. I do. I love it, man. You know I take care of my curls. Oh, yeah. For, for, those, uh, for those just listening, um, he has a beautiful mane of hair that I am very jealous of because I was not blessed with such a gift. So, uh, <laughs> But you like, rock the hats, man. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, you got to hide it. <laughs> True. So, Ado, let's um, let's give the people a little introduction about yourself. Uh, why don't you give them a quick bio? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my name's Ado. Uh, thanks for having me, Goldie. First mm-hmm. off, um, my name's Ado. I'm from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I'm a runner turned triathlete. I ran uh, track and cross country basically my entire life for as long as I can remember. Um, I got a scholarship to University of Oklahoma. I ran cross country and track there. I specialized in middle distance to distance events, uh, 8K, 10K in cross country, uh, 1500 steeplechase on the track. Um, And I did that uh, five years for school. And then um, I turned to triathlon because I ended up suffering uh, many injuries, you know, how it goes. And uh, that ended up putting me in the pool or on a bike, ended up becoming strong in the other two disciplines. and USA Triathlon Collegiate Recruitment Program recruited me out of college, and um, I signed a contract with JP Elite uh, June of 2020. And wow. now we're here, living full time with their team. Wow, what a cool story! So, uh, had you ever swam or like been been a competitive swimmer or biker at all, like in your childhood, growing up, or anything like that until college? Nah, nope. Uh, it was always running. Uh, my dad, so running, it always started with running because my pops uh, was an All American in the track and field hall of fame all that jazz um and no that's i'm a i'm deficient in the swim actually goldie so uh the swim is kind of where i i I lose a bit of my time uh but i i started swimming um about about a year and a half ago uh when i had the plan to do triathlon okay uh but psych i ended up doing a lot of cycling never competitively uh just during injuries through stress fractures that i acquired from running gotcha gotcha okay so it's just kind of like yeah a natural pre- now did, had you given any thought to triathlon at all before they approached you and were like you know that recruitment program you know um here and there i always felt as though i never was maximizing my potential i never had more than uh four, 14 months of training without a uh six plus m- month injury so i always thought how am i going to be able to because i've always had this olympic dream right so I've, i always said how am i going to be able to make the olympic team if i can't even train for a year consistency consistently with running you know so i i always had something in my mind that uh it just the the running i wasn't getting the traction that i needed i wasn't getting the success that i needed and and so i didn't i didn't say it was triathlon but i, I knew that there was something there was some untapped potential in there that's so cool. And when you started doing triathlon, yeah. uh, like how does that program work? Is it something where it's like, um, you know, they approach you and then is it a, sp- a specific distance that you like start to get into off the bat or because, yeah, I mean, from, from my personal experience, I didn't get it to it until later in life. You know, I, for mm-hmm. those who don't know, like I, I played professional indoor football in my twenties, so I was never an endurance guy. So 
I got into it later in life just to like scratch that competitive itch and I didn't know anything about it where <laughs> like you had that like it sounds like you had a lot of guidance you know what I mean so they like learn right. learn about your abilities and then steer you towards a certain distance or how did that work right that that's actually a good question um so the the CRP the collegiate recruitment program they are tailored specifically to um recruiting well assessing recruiting mentoring and then shaping the next olympic triathlete and so that's specifically short course um the olympic distance uh for those that know triathlon the olympic distance is considered short course in triathlon um so it's sprint olympic 70.3 of an ironman um so when they're recruiting they're looking for the next olympic distance olympic triathlete now have you crossed paths with chase mcqueen at all oh chase i we have crossed paths. Um, I know the name. Uh, we've been in. We've been at the same races. Um, but I, I only, aside from knowing the name and knowing his coach and the program that he's in. Um, but yeah, I, I know the. I know the name well. So <laughs> he's in a guy. different program than you, then. Yeah. So um, he's also a part of the. I believe he's also on. The, we're on the same collegiate recruitment roster. Mm-hmm. But um, so yes, we both represent the federation. Uh, USA. However, he's he has a contract with Project Podium, which is a different coach under Parker Spencer, and I have a contract with JP Elite under my coach James Peterson. So, but we're under the same umbrella of of this program that's recruited by USA Triathlon. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. So, I mean, it's this is really because I was reading about you know I was, you know I googled you a little bit, Bing deal. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, you know, one of the things they talked about, you know, one of the articles that I came across was, like you mentioned earlier, you know, your dad, um, you know, was a big inspiration for you. And I thought I read something yeah. about, like, the Olympic ring, rings were above your bed. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, a, See, that, I, that's I, my story, Goldie. I did my homework. I did my homework. Um, you sure did do your homework. So that's, I mean, so you're you're shooting for, you know, 2024, right? Or not 2024, 20... Uh, yeah. 25. Yeah, well, 24, 28. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, for, for the listeners, should I share that story that you just read? Oh, please do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. So, um, and, and we touched upon it, but a lot of it goes back to my pops, um, the key the key inspiration, honestly, in my life. Um, and I was, I, I want to say I was 11 or 12. I think I was 11. And I remember sitting in my dad's um, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, he was a hurdler. He was incredible, incre- like, Incredible is an understatement, hurdler, um, and at, at a young age. And I remember sitting there as a kid, I was, I was kind of foolish, but I, I always had these big dreams. So I'm sitting in, in, his, um, in his Hall of Fame induction, and I'm just, I don't really know what I'm watching, but I, I know it's greatness, you know? So, yeah. um, it doesn't hit and, you and I'm, a kid I'm, like that, you know? You just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's my dad, you know? It's like, I don't, I don't know, it's just my pops. Like, right. he, he makes me French toast, you know? So, um, <laughs> so so uh that's that's kind of when it when it clicked and um and so we had it's insane we had we have an interesting relationship he and i probably not like most father-son relationships where it was almost like yes it's authoritative figure but is he my coach is he my dad is he my mentor you know it's just it was an interesting relationship and so no 11 year old and their father should be having a crazy conversation like this but i i remember I remember it vividly. We were watching. It was. It was. Uh, it might have been an Olympic year as well. And and I remember saying, like, I, I more than anything, I want to. I want to be an Olympian, and I want to do because he was so close himself. I want to do what you couldn't do, and I. That was out of pure respect, no disrespect right, at all. Right, right. Um, I tr- I truly feel as though like, 
I, I was I was brought here. I was given this passion by God. I was given this gift by God that that I was almost I'm I'm going to be used to finish the job, the Doherty job. Right. And and so we had this conversation, and uh, and, and he said, if if you mean it. I'm going to help you. And my family is so incredibly supportive, my mom and my sister um, as well. But uh, he said, if you mean it, we're, we're going to do everything we can to make this happen. And the next day, Goldie, he came, he came up. I was, I was sitting on my bed and, and he got a hammer and nails and the Olympic rings and he's hammering up on, on my wall. And he said, um, he said, if this is the dream you want, he said, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be hotter than it is easier. And he said, these are going to be the first things you see when you wake up, the last thing you see before you go to bed. If you want to do it, you're going to have to stop visioning it now. I was, I was 11, 11 or 12. That's incredible. And, That's incredible. And I'm, I'm already, I'm already having this, I'm already having this, this insane feeling that just like, this is what I feel like I need to be doing. And every year that goes by, I've, I've had injury after injury. I broke my back in two places. I've broken each leg. I've every injury you could imagine. And wow. Um, but no matter what, this goal has never changed. It's, I close my eyes. I still see these rings, you know? And, um, and so it, it just, it just started at such a young age that it's just, even on those worst doc injury prone months and years, it just, the Olympics has to happen. So when you, know? you were a kid, um, cause you know, triathlon didn't come into your life until later on and because of injury. Yeah. So when you were a kid, were you like, I'm going to be a hurdler or I'm going to be a, a sprinter or is, it was that right. like the goal? And then it, so Olympics has always been the goal, but like the, right. the, the channel, how to get there has kind of changed. Right, exactly. And so it's always been track and field. It was always track and field. We mm -hmm. used to sit and watch the Olympics every four years, he and I, and it always was track and field. It was going to be in the 1500, the metric mile, if you will. And, and so that's why we, we started to go about the process. Let's get him, let's get him a, um, Let's get him a club coach. Let's get him uh, around athletes that will make him better. Let's get him, you know, all this other stuff. So right. uh, let's get him a scholarship to college. And and it was always going to be track and field. And, and it was never sprints. He was a sprinter. I, I was always going to be a little bit longer distance. Um, but that, that I believe the series of events, you know, they say blessing in disguise. And, mm -hmm. and I truly believe God placed me there. Gave, like he walked me through all these injuries because I had to get this mental toughness, this grit. I had to develop something that you can't teach in practice or in a locker room. No right. coach can tell you this. You have to acquire these, um, mm -hmm. these, these skills, you know, as you go. Right, so right. It, it ends up turning to triathlon when I, I realized that Olympic passion is still burning, but, but my times and my body is just not cooperating. And I never reached my full potential in college. And, and, um, and, and then with, with USA triathlon and all that, the Olympic dream was, was reignited higher than ever That's with amazing. triathlon. Wow. Yeah. What a cool story. So, <laughs> so obviously you have a passion for this. I mean, is this, so, so you've only been, so how old are you? I'm 20. I just turned 26 last week. So, Hey, happy birthday. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I just turned uh, 35 July 22nd. So we're not, you know, our birthdays aren't too oh, happy. Far apart, happy but, belated you know, to you as well. I'm a lot older. <laughs> But um, yeah. so 26 last week and in college, you were, you know, what, 21 when you were getting out of college. So you've been doing it for about five years now, triathlon? No. So, so okay. My, my clock's a little bit messed up. I took a gap year in, but I, I did, I transferred out of schools. I took a gap year okay. and I ended up not graduating in college until I was 24. So it took oh. me, it took me a little bit longer and my, my clock's a little different. And with athletics, you have a little bit more flexibility with when and when you graduate and stuff. Right, so right, I graduated right. in 24. Um, I've been a full-time triathlete 
for since June of 2020. So a year and a couple months. Wow. That's wow. Yeah, we're that's, still early here, Goldie. We're yeah. still early. We're Jesus. still early, man. Yeah. Make me feel like a freaking right. jamoke here, man. That's amazing. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Don't feel that way. Don't feel that. So when, um, so explain to me, I mean, I, I, I got to try to understand that like, what being a professional triathlete, like the day-to-day life. So, you know, I guess we'll take <laughs> yeah. a step back. Let's take a step back here real quick. So the point okay. of this show that I have is okay. to inspire people, no matter how young, how old, just to expose people to like different lifestyles, right? To understand like you don't have to like work a job that you don't want to do, you know, or, you know, maybe you're looking for that next achievement, this next goal. You know, I've had a 43 year old inline speed skater who didn't get into skating wow. until he was like 40 years old. Now he's going to wow. you know, national championships. I've had just a bunch of different, you know, I have a 60 something year old bodybuilder who's trying to be, become the oldest bodybuilder to win a national champion. So a lot of these wow. just like across the board, you know what I mean? So for you, you it, it's such a unique situation because I mean, triathlon is one of these sports where there's really not too many like full-time professionals. If you think about like, you know, think about right. the United States as like a giant pie. I mean, professional triathletes are like a sliver of a sliver of a sliver of a sliver, you know? So <laughs> how, what's the, what's the day like for you, man? So you're in New Bedford, yeah. um, right? Uh, or Bedford, New Hampshire. Yes. And uh, that's where the training facility is or like what's, what's the, yeah. what's the reason for having the facility there? Yeah. So um, we train full time. Um, I, there are seven of us on this roster. There are five guys, two gals. And uh, we live and train full time. Um, and basically, we, we kind of chase the weather, if you will. So we'll be up in New England area for six months, maybe seven months. And um, basically, we just we have, we have a facility with a nice pool. We have access to great tracks. The cycling and the running are incredible up here. Um, quiet enough roads for training and safe and all that. Um, and then once it gets to, you know, New England uh, winters are brutal. Yeah. So we go down to Florida for the winter months. And um, a typical day, it's it's gnarly, but we do, uh, we do for a week, we'll go anywhere from 22 to 26 hours of training. So that leaves every day two to two to three sessions you would you would love it honestly because I, I know what you do on a daily basis when it comes to training and get yeah. you just love to hurt yourself so that's right um, for punishment man. That's, <laughs> you really you yeah. really are. i see it i see it on a daily i do and so we we basically we'll never lift anything heavy and do all that crazy stuff like you but we'll do we'll do two to three sessions a day um and so for example on monday we'll wake up we'll have swim uh swim in the morning whether it be in the pool or in the lake um, in the early afternoon, we'll go for an easy, easy, let's say 22 to 30 mile ride. And then in the evening, we'll do like a 40 to 50 to a 60 minute shakeout run. Um, and we'll do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So okay. three days of the week, we'll have three sessions. Tuesdays and Thursdays, really intense, specific sessions, specific swims, specific runs on Tuesday, and then specific swims and specific bikes on Thursday. Um, and when then Saturday and Sundays are, are you like talking a, like, you know, like high intensity intervals or. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. You're looking at the hits and, and you're looking at all that stuff. So, uh, on the bike, it'll be like, you'll have like a three hour ride and then, uh, an hour warm up, and then maybe an hour cool down or 30 minute cool down. And then you'll have an hour and a half session of maybe you'll do 20 minutes hard, uh, five minutes rest, 10 minutes hard, uh, five minutes rest, five minutes at, at 
120% race effort and then kind of a cool down, or you'll do like four minute, four, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. things along those lines. But it's, it's, it all, it all amounts to about mid twenties hours for countable, uh, sessions a week. That's wild, man. That's, um, I mean, if you're full time, right? I mean, it's literally what you're, you're trying to be one of the best people in the world, you know, not only, and you know, not to throw shade in like other countries or anything like, but you know, we have a country of 350 million people who we have a lot of really competitive maniacs, you know, trying yeah. to get to the Olympics, you know what I mean? So to be like the cream of the crop in a very competitive country like this, I mean, you got to put in that time, right? I mean, that's, there's no, right. that's what, that's what really like when I first started getting into the sport that's what really interested me about it was like you can't hide a lack of effort you know what i mean it's when race day comes i mean it's how much work did you put in and it's compounding too over the years you know you're so green in it and you're still like so successful think about four years down the road when the olympics come around or three years for the trials or whatever it is like Think yeah. about all that effort that you're putting in that's just going to compound. And, I mean, think about the levels. Because your 5K in the sprint was like 15-something, right? <laughs> it was. Yes, what? sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, yeah. It t- it's going to take it's gonna take a bit faster there. But, like you said, it's going to take time. And it takes it takes years to develop. It's a new sport to me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to take that development phase, which is more than all right. Because I – I've waited my entire life for it. That's you know? right. That's right. It's you've played it in your head a million times. So now it's just got to play out in real life. You know, that's the only thing. <laughs> exactly. So, so you said, so you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. What are your weekends like? Yep. Uh, the weekends. So Saturday will be long run and then a recovery swim. So long run, we're talking, we're talking 13 to 16 miles. Okay. Um, and then we're talking uh, 3,000, 4,000 yards in the pool. Um, and then Sunday, we're talking four hour ride. Um, and then a 40 minute run immediately off the bike because we like to we like to incorporate that race feel let's cook the legs mm-hmm. and then let's run on those cooked legs because uh, for everybody that's listening in triathlon you have to get basically you jump off your bike you throw some sneakers on and then you have to jump into either a 5k or a 10k immediately after you just slam the bike mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's awesome so i mean it's it's seven days a week because yep wow yeah and is it year round too? I mean, I know you said you go from New Hampshire to Florida. I mean, it's yep. So, how many days a month do you? Is there any days that you're just simply not training at all? Um. So, the just after this past weekend, any we'll always have a, a day completely off, a recovery day, if it's if we have a race, a race weekend with back to back races. So, this past weekend in Milwaukee, I ra- we we both well, I raced the Saturday and the Sunday. I raced both days, so I had Monday. Um, Monday completely off but uh, you'll go one or two months with not a single day off because that might be like two training blocks mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'd say I'd say one day completely off on average maybe nine every nine weeks wow or give or take Damn, yeah that's, that's wild man that's uh yeah you yeah. gotta really love it to, to, to commit that much time to it you know that's that's a lot yeah. of I mean people if you think about someone working a full-time job like say someone's working 40 hours a week well mm-hmm. if you're working 40 hours a week let's be real man like honestly you're probably not working 40 hours you know what I mean you're probably you're working, on the clock 40 hours <laughs> you're on the clock 40 hours but like you're, you're actually training 
like doing one of the three disciplines probably as much as normal people are actually working in a work week. Yeah. That's that's a pretty wild concept to think about, right? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fair to say. I'm not I'm not job shaming by any means, but what I do is very physically exhausting. So when we get yeah. to Sunday afternoons, you really you really feel it. We joke around and we're like, oh. Monday is a new week. Reset button on our on our fatigue and our, our our muscle fatigue and pain. But it's just like you're accruing and, and accounting for week after week after week of training. That you st- like you said, you stop thinking where you're going to be in three years at the for for the next the next Olympic year or or even seven years from now for that Olympic year. And it's just you got to try to you got to you got to wind it back a little bit. But with that consistency, with and, you know, God willing, you're healthy. Um, you think about that long term and you're just like, if I'm gaining all this traction now, you know, where, where right. the sky's the limit. Well, that's you know? the thing, too. I mean, I, I listen to all these like inspirational podcasts and quotes and memes and all that stuff. And one of the quotes yeah. that really stuck with me <laughs> is, uh, and it's cheesy as shit, but I don't care because yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I like that stuff. But one of them was yeah. like, um, or one of them I like is uh, a goal without a plan is just a wish, you know, and that's. Oh. It seems like it's common sense, but it really isn't. You know, like if you're no. if you have a pie in the sky goal and you don't have a blueprint as to how to get there, you know, like in the minutia of the day to day, if you're just like imagine if you didn't like have a coach or you, you weren't doing what you were doing, you're like, I wanna go to the Olympics, but I'm gonna do my own thing. Like, <laughs> that's impossible. Like you're not gonna do that, you know? And Right. Um so of, of the of the seven people, well I guess you're competing against five i mean the girls you know they're doing their own thing but like of the five guys um where would you say you rank in the five i mean obviously you're gonna probably say number one right (laughs) you gotta be here you gotta be confident in yourself but i I, i'm very confident in what i do but i can honestly say with that confidence that i i I wouldn't put myself at the top i would never want to be the best if if you're the smartest guy in the room find another room i love that see that's another one of those quotes that you know i like that yeah (laughs) it's it's for sure i wouldn't move because I, I was I was living in Oklahoma, I wouldn't move halfway across the country to be around people that don't make me better, don't lift me up. Right. Um, so by no means am I the number one overall triathlete in this in this in this housing situation. Um, we have our strengths. Everybody has their strengths. I'm not a swim background. I, I have teammates who swam in college and and ran in college. So I don't have that background. So when it when it comes to other disciplines. I'm by no means the strongest at running and cycling and swimming. I have my strengths. I, I ran at Oklahoma. That's that means competitive school, of course. So like, <laughs> I have my strength. I, I have my strength that I bring to the program. However, I, by no means when you put all three disciplines together, do, do am I am I the number one? And I I, I want it that way. Right. If I was, I'd find a new I'd find a new program. I want to be with, I want to train and I want to be with the best. I want to be people that are. Uh, be with people that are competing at the world level. And when I see these guys flying overseas, going going to Morocco, France, the DR, and they're going on all these other races. It, it fires me up because right. right now I'm at the domestic level and I'm ready to get to that international level. And I, I see it. It's tangible when you see these guys that are, that are right there. You Especially know? when they're like a part of your inner circle. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, right. they're part of some pie in the sky dream. I mean, they're right there. You're with them. You're training with. So what's, when you right. say international stuff, are you talking about like the ITU uh, circuit or. Right. Exactly. The drop, like the, the world like so wts has like the world triathlon series and the it the internet uh international triathlon union the itu series is all like these draft legal cups um continental cups which will be in the u.s world cups which will obviously be in the world and i have i have teammates that are flying out to really 
every corner of this of the globe uh, to acquire these points. We're all trying to acquire as many points possible to put us in contention for, you know, the Olympic committees to be sitting down at the table and and say, oh, 8-0 is bringing X amount of points. My teammate, Mark Kubrick, is bringing X amount of points. Grant Wiggins is bringing X amount of points. So um, we're all kind of, we're all trying to get into these races. And, and you can't just, you can't make it, you can't prove to, that you can represent the Olympic team without competing internationally and going against your competition when you get to the Olympics, you know? Right, right, right. So by the time you get to the Olympics, I mean, you've already competed against most of, if not all of these people at world events at some point or cross paths with them at some point. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's so cool, man. I, man, I wish the Olympics were, you know, it sucks that they just ended and I, you know, I'm just meeting yeah. you now because I, <laughs> I can't wait another four yeah. years to see when you make it, not if you make it, when you make it. I appreciate that. Yeah, we we don't we when I was when I was younger, I always anytime the O word we call it the O word. The Olympics <laughs> is tab is taboo. You know, it's just yeah. you know like you know because I, I I never really addressed this with my pops and all this, but like of course he wanted to go. He wanted to he wanted to make the O word. You know, he wanted to make that team and and me having that dream. Anytime anyone would say anything like if when you make it because I, I surround myself with people that 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 support me and build me up. And, and everybody always says, when, 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 and it's, it's good because I can't say if, if I, if I have a doubt right. in my mind, I've already defeated myself. I don't tow the line to shoot for second, you know? Right, right, right. So I appreciate you when you say when, because I always used to, I always used to have to knock on wood or say, whoa, whoa, whoa we can't say the O word. Right. But now, like you said, that, and that cheesy quote, but I, I kind of live by a quote like that too. It's just, if you, if you don't have this plan in place, you're really just in no man's land. And it's, if I can't say that I'm going to be an Olympian, I'll never be an Olympian. And if I always say it's just going to be a dream, a dream, a dream, a dream is where it's going to stay. It's no longer a dream. It's a goal. You know, it's just, yeah. just like, like get a D1 scholarship, go to this, do that, get recruited, earn this, win this race, run X off the bike, go to the Olympics. It has to just be on this checklistable goal, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the awesome thing that you have is like, you know, not, obviously not everyone can become an Olympian. It's like, yeah, no shit, goalie. Like, obviously, but <laughs> um, I mean, there a lot of things have to come together. It's just like any sport. You know what I mean? You have some incredible athletes who never make it to the NFL or Major League Baseball or you know whatever, whatever you want to talk, whatever sport. Like it, it's a lot of it's right place at the right time, and you know decisions that you make along the way or. Even not decisions like you getting injured led you to this path. You know, say you never got injured, you maybe right. you never discovered triathlon. So, right, you're in such a uniquely, I think, perfect position to where you just have to check boxes now. I mean, you're at the point where like you're a full time triathlete, and all yep. not all, but I mean, it's right there for the taking. Just just do your workouts, right. stay consistent, be dedicated, right. and you know the rest right, will right. take care of itself. And I think that's a really unique position that you're in, which is really freaking cool, man. I, it's, um, right. It's impressive stuff, man. So outside of your triathlon training, what's, um, do you ever do any type of like strength training or is there any type of recovery? I, I'd assume probably a lot of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, strength training will, will always do body weight band work. We'll never do, we'll never, you'll rarely see me pick up a weight. Um, a lot of our strength comes from the volume that we do. So, um, I know you have an appreciation for like the strength side of, of all that, but our, our strength, if you will, you can almost, you can become strong athletes without actually touching weights. So 
and a lot of that strength works comes from that volume that I was talking about that mid 20, 25 hours a week, consistently, consistently, consistently. But aside from that, um, obviously recovery takes minimum an hour a day. Uh, Norma tech boots, you're doing massage guns, stretching, rolling massages, um, acupuncture, really everything you can think of ice, Epsom salt, all that stuff. Um, but for strength work, it's more of along the lines of on those intense days, what are you going to do immediately after your sessions? If, if you just did a track session, can we get some glute works, clamshells, monster walks, things like that. But when it comes to like, um, oh, like when I was in college, we did a lot of Olympic lifting, um, like the, the jerks, the cleans, things along those lines. Kind of but now, exactly. Cause yeah. that can translate well into that fast twitch. You want that you want that immediate reaction on the track from right. from foot plant and then push off but in triathlon you want duration and you don't almost need that explosion that olympic lifting can do um so when it comes to strength work that is that's very very minimal in the whole in the whole um, scheme right. of, of of volume no that makes sense that definitely makes sense i mean i the yeah. reason I do it so much is because A, I'm not going to the Olympics and I'm not very good. But uh, B, it's like echoes of my football career. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just do. can't let go of like lifting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I respect uh, that. I really do. <laughs> but you know, I'm probably doing more damage. But what are you gonna do? We all gotta. But live, you're. Right? <laughs> I see. You're. You're. You have to be one of the most muscular by far. Like <laughs> when it comes to like mass muscular people in a triathlon because. You look and it's it's mostly these very lean, yeah. not very filled out athletes. And uh, not that I'm I'm as as big as you are strength wise, but I, I'm on the bigger side. I carry a little bit more no, weight jacked, than your typical dude. And, and people yeah, are gonna listen. It's like it's just two bros fawning over each other. But um, yeah. you know, <laughs> for those listening, man, I uh, on that second day uh, at the sprint, I saw you on the phone like walking around, and um, yeah. I didn't know it was you at first. Um, which I should have by the hair, but I was all disoriented because I didn't finish. <laughs> but um, I saw, I looked and I was like, dude, that, that guy's jacked. But And then it was you. I was like, ah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, but it, it's true. It's like I, I've, I've developed this like upper body mass from swimming so much. I've, yeah. I've never really incorporated that. But like, but no, like yourself, like it's just, it's it's more challenging to when you're carrying more weight and it's yeah, just for sure but the thing is where where we have strength we bring strength into the to a sport that requires more, more endurance than it is strength however you can translate strength into so many different ways that that's how we complete the race you know well believe it or not when i was playing football i was like 20 pounds heavier than what i am now so wow. I, was, I was like around like 182 when i was playing football wow. now i'm 160 162 i kind of hover around there but um, wow, okay, yeah. what I was going to say was what I love about triathlon, like what really intrigues me is a, you can do it forever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the first thing that I, like the first race I did, like there was like 70 and 80 year olds there. And I'm like, hold on, like you can do this forever. And then like, I realized that there were like age group things. Cause that's where I'm at, you know? Yep. And, um, I was like, and then I found out there's a national championships for it and world championships and, you know, I was hooked, but, like, it's cool to see – well, first of all, I, I've mentioned this a couple times in previous shows, but, like, I get so offended when someone will be like, oh, you're a triathlete, and be like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, um, you know, which Ironman have you done? I'll be like, no, I've, I, I don't do that. I, I do the sprints. And they're like, oh, and it, are you plan on doing a real one at some point? It's like – yeah. such, like, a slap in the face. You know what I mean? It's like – Yeah, I get it a lot. Yeah, I, 
me, I can understand. Like, I'm some dope who, you know, I, yeah. I pay to do these races and whatever. But, like, someone yeah. like you, it's like you're on the fr- – you're freaking, like, trying to compete to go to the Olympics. And people are like, well, I'm not really a triathlete. You know, it's like yeah. what the hell are you talking about? This You know, so I, I, I've, been, I've been living with this for my entire life, Goldie. My entire life. I've had everybody – and I've been running track for more years than I haven't been running track. And everybody always say, oh, when are you going to do a marathon? Are you going to do a marathon? Have, oh how, what's God. your marathon time? Yeah. When are you going to do a marathon? Blah, blah, blah. I've never done a marathon in my life, yet coming from a humble place, praise God, I, I anybody who asked me that question wouldn't even be able to touch me in a marathon if I were to ever do a marathon. I know. But but like that's the thing. It's just like you're, you're con- continually asked these types of questions like, oh, well, when are you going to do an Ironman? When are you going to do an Ironman? Well, the thing is, Ironman isn't offered in the Olympics. The Olympics is my goal, and that's that's the epitome. That is the pinnacle of athletic success. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the way I look at it. I look at it as Olympics pinnacle, absolute highest level you can get, and you can't get to the Olympics via the route of Ironman or half Iron. So, I, I guess it's just how I get through it. But if that's that, you can just tell yourself that either. No Ironman yeah. will ever go to the Olympics. Well, what drives me nuts too is like like. I get this all the time too. When they so if the the conversation always goes this way, they'll say, "Oh, you do triathlon? That's cool. You know, when are you gonna do Ironman?" And then you know, you get the like you said, the classic. Oh, when are you gonna do it? You know, when are you gonna do a real yeah. one? Yeah. So then the next thing is, oh, a sprint. What's that? And I'll say, a half mile swim, a twelve and a half mile bike, and a five k. And then the next thing out of their mouth is, oh, I could do that. Well, it's like, I mean. I'm not here to just like finish. You know what I mean? Like I'm not here to <laughs> right, just like right. I, I'm here to compete and like do the best they possibly can. And that just like discounts the right. hours and hours of work that you put in on a weekly basis. I mean, I'm nowhere near you, but like I put in like 14 hours a week of training. You know, and of course to just course, like yeah. discount that. You know, because it's like oh, I could do that. Well, great. Why don't you come to the next one and we'll race? You know what I mean? Like it. That right. <laughs> makes me like so frustrated. That'd be a mistake on their part. <laughs> it just makes me so yeah, it's, frustrated. It, you know? No, and and I get that. I mean, I guess you could just use it to fuel your fire. However, yeah. like, and th- this again, this sounds this sounds terrible, but lions can't lose sleep over the opinions of the sheep. I love that. That's freaking awesome. It's easy yeah, to it's right. it's it's really easy. It's really easy to talk about it, but really, I want I want them to toe the line, hear the heartbeat on the start line, and then you know when when it hurts, I want them to feel that hurt and then have to realize oh shoot i have to go rack my bike and then i have to go complete a 5k that fatigue adds up and it builds so fast and also you're on a start line with 250 other people please make it to the other end of the lake without drowning not getting kicked in the face and being able to push through a swim when you have a foot in your face and you're getting kicked and punched in the ribs and you you can't breathe no access to oxygen that's right i'm not discounting uh, anybody can do but if someone's going to talk about it, you, you really better be about it. One of my buddies, I because, um, like, we, you know, we, we all have to find why, why we're competing and why we're doing what we're doing, you know. And right. someone like me, like, I want to be an ambassador for the sport of sprint triathlon because I think a lot of people don't really understand what it is in the first place. But then, you know, once you get a step farther and, like, you, you know, people will say, well, I'm going to start off with a sprint triathlon. Well, for me, that's the end goal because I need work-life right. balance. I don't have the time, like – to train for an Ironman to me just seems like you have to throw everything else out the window and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I have a million things going on. So 
the amount of training it takes to do a sprint triathlon is like what I really like, and I like to be an ambassador for it. But um, <laughs> so I make a lot of YouTube videos about like the races, and you know, like I do make a yep. weekly vlog about the training and stuff like that, and um, mm-hmm. I try to just be an inspiration to people. And my one buddy. Um, when I went to Richmond, where I met you, um, yep. I made a video of, because I guess last weekend wasn't as intense. I mean, it, obviously the swims are always pretty intense, but like the one in Richmond, it really bottled up, bottlenecked quick. And, I remember, yeah. And I have the video of, you know, I, I made the video of the, the race day and my buddy, like, I think it, it finally hit him. Not that he like ever discredited what I did, but he was just like, oh shit. And I'm like... Yeah, man, like, right. you're getting kicked in the face. You're getting punched in the back. You know, you're getting, um, like, I don't know. If Swam over. Yeah. Well, did, did you see the video of, uh, I know we talked about Chase earlier. Did you see uh, Alistair Brownlee, like, dunk him and get disqualified? I, I did. I did see that. Yeah, that's that's classic, though. Like, it's that, wild. It's fighting. Yeah. You're fighting for it, man. I know. Like, that's how it goes. That's, it happens every race. He just so happened to get caught. Right. They were out in the open, so he got <laughs> caught. But, yeah, no, that's right. And, um so it was, it was just cool to see my buddy have that moment where he was just like, oh, I didn't realize. Because he'd never seen a race before. You know, he just here to talk about it. But, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm a huge fan. And I uh, – are you – so what's your what's your next what's, – what's your race season like for you? What's what's that look like? Yeah, so my, my coach, um, he – I trust him with the entirety of my season. He writes my entire schedule. And it actually fluctuates. It, it, gr- it grows and shrinks, you know, per month. And uh, the next one – believe it or not, is going to be a 70.3. Um, I'm going to venture into long course for two races uh, for my for my 2021 season. So nice. I'm going to do Timberman 70.3, half iron. And where's um, that? Uh, it's right up here in Laconia, New Hampshire. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be doing that one August 22nd. It's very very quick turnaround from it Milwaukee, is. which was less, the short course. But this will yeah. be my first long course race. Um, and then – after that, we're going to see, we're going to kind of assess where we're at because I think I'm going to, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to put it out there at this very moment, but I think we're going to take an assessment after, um, we're going to address Milwaukee. We're going to address Timberman 70.3 in a couple weeks. And then we're going to see this, this elite path. Where are we going to go? Do we want to start these international races? Do we want to go down to Florida and, and do a couple more months, you know, of, of the of these the uh, amateur fields or these domestic races or, or where do we want to go from there but we're kind of we're not putting a lid on the schedule yet we're we're still growing and developing it a little bit as we go but after the month of august we're going to assess and see all right do we want to start acquiring these international points for the oc for the olympic committee or do we want to um or do we want to continue to develop this swim until we feel as though i can get onto a stat line get to an asian cup or a european cup um, and then be able to finish well enough to acquire those points. No, that makes sense. I'd assume it's, a, it's always, you know, a moving target. I mean, it's it, it would be right. virtually impossible, I guess, like in January to, you know, plan out the entire year because you're going to see exactly. unforeseen things or you may develop strengths or, you know, have a, you know, a, a, maybe maybe you do the 70.3 and there's some blaring weakness, you know, where you may have to work on something. or Exactly. You know, and that's why we're going to do it. We're going to see if we can – like exacerbate or pull out what the what is what's my true weakness and the way that we're going to be able to do that is by i mean i i'm training for short course let's put him in a long course and let's see where he starts to break down if if it happens you know we, right. we do such high volume that we can do the long course but once we once we put those each discipline a little bit longer than what we're training for mm-hmm. we're going to be able to develop we're going to see 
like we're going to see some pinholes. We're going to see where well, it starts where to magnify, leaking. right? Or it um, exactly, yeah, yeah. The um, the the higher the volume, the more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a more the years of football, man. My brain's all knocked around, you know. Um, <laughs> magnify, yeah. magnify is the word I'm looking for. I, I yeah, couldn't think it's of well, well put. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, well the, that's interesting. Well, August twenty second, Timberman. He said, "What's it called?" Timberman. Yep, Timberman. Timberman. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We'll make sure that you um, you know, we. What I like to do too is I like to use this. I'm trying to create a platform where I'm like a central location for people to get to know a personality, you know, like you, and um, yep. you know, share your social media stuff or however we can follow you. Any websites that you have. Yep. So anyone yeah, who yeah. listens to this, I put in the in the notes afterward. You know how to follow you. So um, yep. I'm sure you'll get some fans after this because. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be talking about you a lot, man. I, I am very, yeah. uh, very excited for you. There's you've a, a ton of really cool stuff going on. So outside, I, I actually wonder this. So you're training, you know, in the mid twenties of hours a week, um, yep. and I'm sure after that third workout of the day, your head just smashes the pillow and you pass out. Like, do you have time for any like? Right. Anything else? <laughs> like, do you have any hobbies or anything like that that you do outside of training? Goldie, 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 Goldie. My social life is zero. Uh, <laughs> I have my teammates, uh, my friends, my family, my training partners, my therapist, my everything. Like, uh, aside from this little small bubble I got, like, it's it's very little social life. We don't have much time right. or energy for that matter to do much. It's it's more just a matter of practicing recovering, doing it all again, repeat, repeat, repeat. It's so crazy to think that, like, when you watch the Olympics, it's just a culmination of so – it's just countless hours of work and effort that goes into this that I think it's just so underappreciated by people who really don't understand, you know, the sacrifice that you make on a daily basis to, to right. do this. I mean, what you do in a day is more than most – I mean, you're doing basically a triathlon a day, more than a triathlon a day, depending on – Well, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, – I mean that's just in and of itself like like I um do you know who um Cam Haynes is do you know him Cameron Haynes I don't know so no, no I listen to the Rogan podcast a lot and oh shock, shock can't him. go wrong yeah can't <laughs> um, go wrong one of his good friends is Cam Haynes who's one of the best okay. bow hunters in the world um but okay. he's got his own company and he works like a you know nine to five but. He'll run. He's an ultra runner, so he'll do the Bigfoot okay. 200 and like all those crazy races. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he does like when he's training for something, he'll run like a marathon a day, like before work. So he'll wake wow. up at like you know four four thirty, run a marathon, yeah, yeah. get ready, go to work, and then you know bow hunt yep. all day or after work. And it's there's people like that. It's just like I love the idea of human potential because there's it's it's unfortunate. It seems like the default is to just like settle in in your early 20s and then just like write it out you know that's it's it's unfortunate right you know and right exactly yeah i'm attracted i've always kind of been different than everybody else i've always lived outside the norm and i just the the idea of human ability to me is it, it i am attracted to people like that like you you know like i yeah i don't want my yep. instagram or twitter or facebook feed to be filled with you know angry people who have nothing going on that are complaining about you know lockdowns or covid or politics yeah of or, course. you know what i mean like I don't, of I, course i mean obviously i care you know and i but like i, I want to watch success i want to i want to derive motivation and success from, from right my inner circle you know what i mean and um that's right yeah it's, I mean, your motivation has to be rooted in a place that's ultimately going to make you better mentally. You know, you don't want to, 
And, and, and that's the thing. Social media can just be incredibly distracting. You can just be scrolling all day. Little do you know an hour just went by and you just filled your head with a bunch of garbage. With nothing, you know? with nonsense. With, yep. with, with legitimate, legitimately nothing. But like, and, and it's, it's cool because I, I never heard about this, this guy's sport. He does bow hunting and it's just, some people don't know what triathlon is. They don't, yep. they know the three, but with three of what, you know, and it's, yep. it's, it's, it's cool because it, it's, Everybody like in every sport, it has that elite group. There's a there's an elite mind in bow hunting, and I'm so unfamiliar with bow hunting. Yeah. But there's there's an elite mind in there, and there's someone dedicating just as much, if not more, but just as much energy, time, yep. and and mental effort and energy than than what I do towards my passion. Well, that maybe some people don't care about, but but I do. And that's exactly so. And it, it's cool because you're episode 43. So now I've interviewed. 43 people who are incredibly passionate about what they do in a ridiculously wide spectrum of like different things so mm -hmm. actually right before we got on here um i was talking to have you ever heard of the sport called can jam do you know what that is have you ever heard of yes it? yes i have i have yep. so i had the best can jam player in the world on my show and okay, well. he um right like who'd have thought and there's world championships right. for it He's like the five-time world champion. Every t every year he's gone, he's won, and it's just become too easy for him. Like when he goes, he just it's perfect every time. Him and his partner, and it's interesting yeah. because they're cousins. And you know, on the show, I was talking to him about you know how how, how the hell did you get so good at this? Because you think you know, like we were talking about with triathlon. You know, when you say the distances of a sprint, when someone's like, oh, I can do that. Think right. about how many people are just like, oh, I'm the best can jam player there is. I'm like, well, this guy has won everything that he's ever been in. And Factually, he's the best. <laughs> he's, he's definitively the best can jam player that's ever lived. And uh, right. talking to it. So right before I got on, uh, I was, you know, DMing him because he shared something about a competition he's going to be in this weekend. And it's just going back to like what I was saying before, it's cool to see my timeline filled up with all these people who are incredibly passionate about what they do. But the spectrum of what people do is just all over the place. And my problem is I can't be like you. Like, I'm so obsessed with, like, so many different things that, like, mm -hmm. I I have, like, the FOMO. You know, like, a couple months ago, <laughs> I did, um, like, um, uh, the Spartan race. The Spartan race came to Dallas, and it was in the uh -huh. um, AT&T Stadium. And yes. I was like... That seems pretty cool. I'll do it. And I did it. And I actually qualified for the national championship at it. <laughs> you know? And um, it was fun. Jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack of all, master of none, you know? But um, it was cool. And now I'm like, I have such an addictive personality that when I find something I like, I just, not even I like, I just, I'm like, if I can be competitive in it, I get obsessed with it. Do you find that, yeah. like, was that your personality at all growing up? Like, I, oh. I mean, obviously you've been an athlete your whole life, but like, what, what what's what's the motivator? Like, I, I obviously are you competitive? I assume. Yeah, well, that's that's a two part question. Where what's my motivator? And then have I always been like this my entire life? And it's first off, yes, it's been. If you're gonna do something, you have to do it at a hundred percent, and that goes for literally everything. If I'm if I if I'm choosing to do something, it's gonna be done to the best effort of my ability. So. Um, I've always had that kind of, I guess, I don't want to say addictive personality, but I have. If I have my thing, my teeth are, are sunk deep into that thing. If it's a new diet or if it's a new thing that's going to help get, because Goldie, the, no matter what, ev almost every minute of every hour of every day, the Olympic Olympics, it goes through my brain. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. 
but everything, if it's the diet, if that's going to get me a half of a percent closer. So every little thing, yes, I'm obsessed about little, little baby things. Right. My motivations, my motivation is completely different. And you would think it's, you would think the motivation comes from all oh, the Olympic rings when I was 11, but ultimately um, I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly uh, faithful man. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of faith. And I can't go however long of a podcast this is without saying that. Um, so my motivation actually comes from, I guess, my faith or my religion, if you will. And I feel as though God has gifted me with another day. God has gifted me with this passion, this ability, this platform, if you will. Um, so he, he is actually my motivation. He gives me the energy that I need. He gives me this, this passion that's just burning inside. I mean, he's given me this goal. And I feel as though he's given me this platform such as so. So to give it back to him, I, I can't boast. If I'm going to boast, it's going to be in his name. So awesome, that my my motivation ultimately comes from my God and um, the goal that he has provided me is the Olympics. So he's he's here and the Olympics is here That's just because awesome, he provided man. me. He provided that for me. So I had to, I had to say it. No, I appreciate <laughs> that. And um, and religion certainly keeps you humble as well. You know, that's uh... Uh, no, no doubt. And, and, and like you said, it's like, what do you do when you're in, when you're, you're, you're three sessions into the day and you're just, you're just done, you know, and, and to have that as my foundation, you, you, if you have, if you even want to call it a bad day, you know, but you'll always have that. You, I'll, I'll, I'll forever. My family is the best support system in the world, but I will always have that support system of my faith. That'll always be, it's not even a crutch. It's both my legs. That's you know? great. Yeah, that's that's. An, I like that phrase. That's uh, that's really cool, man. That's uh, that's good to hear. I mean, it's yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, you're looking for my approval here, so there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're right. I need. I, I solely desire the approval of man. <laughs> but you did it. No, I. No, no, no. It's it's just it's just you, you can't. And it's I know we hear it all the time, but it's like you. How many marathons? When are you going to do a real Ironman? When are you going to do? When are you going to do a real triathlon? When are you going to? I can do that. That's people seeking the approval of man. I don't toe the line, Goldie, to approve my coach or get my coach's approval to approve yeah. the International Olympic Committee. I, I, those people are here. Right, right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to impress the, the God mirror. that creates the right. God, man. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, and that's just in ear, in one ear, out the other. So that's, for me, I, I'm, I have a higher standard, I, it, the standard that right. he with the capital H provides. I love that, man. I really do love that. I was, uh, it was funny when I first made um, the Team USA age group team. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, I was so proud, you know. I'm just like, this is as you should be, as you should. Like, be. This is so cool. I get to travel the world, and like, I proposed to my fiance in Lausanne at the World Championships, and yeah. it's so funny, like, because I was so proud. I, I just like you, like, if someone would want to bring it up and talk to me about it, I would talk about it, and. Right. I would say, yeah, I compete for you know the Team USA amateur age group team, and th people were just like, oh, cool. Like it was just like you know, I went to the yeah. you know, grocery store today. Like it, it was the same right. reaction. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and right. I, you know what I'm just like, you know what? I stopped telling people. I'm like, whatever. You know, if they're interested, they'll yeah. talk about it. But um, so two things I wanted to mention: a, anybody listening, we have a live chat. So if you have any questions, feel free um, to to drop them in here, and I'll be more than happy to. To, to ask Ado himself, Ado like Plato, that's what he does. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you you touched on something before. Um, diet. I got a question about diet. Like what? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you got to be a calorie burning machine. So what's? Yeah. How do you? First of all, what's your diet like? And then we can dive into the you know nitty gritty. 
yeah, so you, you're not even going to want to dive into it. It's it's just a matter of just like my training, just like my calories. It's volume, 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 volume. Five to six thousand a day. Eat everything and anything. Um, there's there's no no nos. There's no I need this this this. It's 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 solely for me. I'm not eating fat, McDonald's every day, right. but it's it's solely you need to get the calories in. Yes, yes, you want to have healthy foods you want to have the proteins the carbs and all and all of that stuff but but really i am i'm not strict i am i'm i i feel as though i'm so intense with every part of my life that i i need to i'm of course i'm focused and i think about what goes in my mouth and what i eat however i don't apply that level of intensity to my diet just because I, and when you talk diet and and body and all that it's it can be a taboo topic however I want to take just a half a step back from from that part of my training, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, it, you don't want it to be like all encompassing, where you develop like exactly. an unhealthy relationship with food. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. Then you become a slave to it, and then it yeah. starts deterring you from your training and your competing, and then you're just you're in a, in a different mental place. But no, I, I do I do eat I do eat clean. I do eat healthy. Um, but when it comes to oh my goodness, I'm stuck, and it just happened just two days ago. I'm stuck in an airport. I have to I have to sleep on the floor of O'Hare in Chicago, and the only thing that's open is is Wendy's or McDonald's. It's like I'm not going to be able to train tomorrow if I if I eat right, right. fries and 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 a, and a burger. You know, it's yeah. it's I'm very very far from that. And 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 anybody that that is is really intense, if if it works for them, do it. But for me, I have to I have to if I consume the the, the amount of calories I need, I'll have the fuel that I need for the next day. And if it's if it's I skipped the salad or I got I ordered fries, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> no, no, for sure, and you got to live a little bit, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah. The, so the question I was going to ask you: so you mentioned, you know, as far as like calories go, you hit, eat like mm-hmm. five to six thousand calories a day, which is insane. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah. Of food. Yeah. Um, yep. Do you do you have a general idea? like where you are in the day. I know obviously you're not micromanaging your food intake and all that stuff, but like mm-hmm. that's a lot of calories. So do you know, like do you typically yeah. eat the same things or? Yes. Just- yeah. So I have, I have my meals. I, I will always, not always, but I'll, I'll stick to my routine. I'll have four square meals a day. Um, and I'll have two breakfasts, uh, a pretty medium to large size lunch and then an enormous dinner. Um, I'll have like two smaller breakfasts. So one, when I wake up, I'll always do like a, a granola with, uh, with a dairy. So I'll always have, um, cause the, when, with the swim, you have to be, my tummy's a little temperamental when it comes to the swim, but I'll always have to, I'll always get the carbs that I'll need, whether that be like granola or warm cereal or cold cereal, and then a, a yogurt or a milk, um, to kind of help settle my stomach. Go figure it works for me though. And then after the swim, I'll have an enormous breakfast and I'll have um, I'll, I'll always do this. This will always be my uh, post-swim breakfast. I'll always do um, an everything bagel. I don't like cheese. I'll do everything bagel with cream cheese, um, spinach, eggs, runny, and then I'll have like three pancakes. And that'll be like my big meal that'll fuel me for my early afternoon session, um, whether that be a bike or a run. And then after that session, I'll have sandwich and a salad. And then after that, an enormous dinner with all the carbs you can imagine and i i'm a huge fan of red meat i i eat a lot of lamb so um that's that's kind of what what works for me 
My fiance just commented, "Yum." She uh, she's all jacked up. So <laughs> we we may see yeah. lamb enter our diet a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really common. Um, it's common. My mom's Lebanese, so uh, lamb is lamb is just like a common thing gotcha, okay. in, in the diet. I love it, and and you can eat it raw, so uh, that's always a plus as well. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Um, yeah, what, what, don't just go ripping in through a, a grocery store and just. You got to make sure it's prop it's properly prepared, but um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's I, I'm I I don't shy away from from the red meats and the chicken. Well, we're we're down here in Texas, so there's uh, plenty of red meat down here. You know? True, true, true. <laughs> um, that I'll tell you, man, you're really inspiring to me. I mean, um, I I'll tell you, I that 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 sprint I had like the shittiest swim I've ever had, and <laughs> I I didn't even like I don't know if I told you I did I tell you I didn't even plan on going to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard that story. Yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't been in a pool in like two months because I planned on really hitting everything hard. Because me and my fiance are getting married October, October first in Buffalo. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Go Bills. Thank you. Yeah, go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. You know how to say. Not you know me. what's good. <laughs> I don't feel that way about the Bills, but I know your affinity towards the Bills. I but love that you say that. That's Con- awesome, man. That's, congratulations to you and your fiance. It was at fifty-seven minutes. That's going to be the uh, opener to the video. Okay. Oh, awesome. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Patriots. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I'll tell you after, and it's. It, it to me it was just so it was so frustrating having that bad performance at that race that yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person who shies away from a challenge. It just like I double Never. down on it and I'm like yeah. hell bent on succeeding in Tempe in November now. Um, yep. But having this discussion with you too is like knowing what you do on a daily basis for an Olympic distance, which. Still is mm-hmm. you know you said short course right like that's that's uh, technically yeah 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 and I mean obviously I'm not going to the Olympic but I mean there's an in between right I definitely could do a lot more than what I've been doing and uh, yep. I'm gonna really tighten it up man you're a huge inspiration for me this is uh, this is good I'm very selfish <laughs> oh, with this stuff too I like I like talking to people for selfish reasons because <laughs> I just want to get it all jacked up too you know <laughs> I appreciate Dude, would you say I I appreciate that and and the story you shared before we even got on camera is actually one I'll never forget and I appreciate oh. your inspiration to Thank me you. as well um but no would you say the swim is is your weakest of the three disciplines as it is, as yeah, it is mine as well for sure because for so me okay. my problem is when i was in high school i was the captain of my swim team and i've never been like an elite athlete but i'm, I'm always like good enough to be there i'll win here and there um you know typically it always plays um in, in swimming in high school i went to like sectionals <laughs> like all western new york and all that stuff but like i was a sprinter so it was kick as hard as you can for the 50 yards or for the 100 yards or you know what I mean yep. and swimming in open water obviously is a much different phenomenon or experience than swimming in a pool and mm-hmm. you know competing like kicking other people and you know kind of having them all up in your space that's different wetsuits never dealt with that um, of course. And, and just like the tech the um, technical aspect of swimming out in open water I mean your feet aren't your motor, you know, it's, it's mostly upper body, you know, like you can't kick as hard as yeah. you can. And true. it's that rhythm. And I'm finding this as the years go by in triathlon, that rhythm that's innate in me for swimming, like sprints, like fifties and hundreds, yeah. I can't break that pattern. It's really hard for me. It's like, yeah. you know, coordinating the hands and the legs. So that's <laughs> right. Right. That's what happened to me on Saturday or on Sunday. I think as I, I tuckered myself out from just going way too hard out of the gate, you know? So, right. Um, that's, right. that's, that's, that's well, my story. But. 
Well, we do, we do that too. And so like, if, if I'm not giving advice by any means, but if I've heard something, (laughs) I've heard something that helps me sometimes and, and may, and from, from, I I don't want to say weak because I don't want to speak that, but from that's being the weaker of the three disciplines that I, I do do in triathlon. I, I heard something that I just, just kind of sticks with me because I don't come out first out of the water, but the bike is my strongest of the three, go figure. But the bike is immediately after the swim, which is the beautiful thing. But I heard this one thing and, and any non-swimmer that does triathlon might appreciate it. When, you're, when your hand hits land, that's when the race starts. So even if, even if you had a poor swim or you feel as though you just cooked yourself just remind yourself that as soon as you get on your bike or as soon as you hit T1, transition one, that's when the race is really starting. That's what you really grind and train for, you know? Yeah. The, the swim in, in a sprint is, it, it's not, it doesn't break down time-wise into one-third, one-third, one-third. You'll spend the most time on the bike, the second most time on the run, and the shortest portion of your race is always the swim. So if you can make this in non-draft, if you, you can make up for it, on the bike if if you're in a not in a non-draft race so the race will always start you'll it'll always start once you hit land and i can't attack it that way my race is that way necessarily because that's a part of my race i if it's a draft legal race i have to make the draft pack so my race is starting to the first buoy of the swim yeah but but for some for some people it's it's encouraging to hear okay i'm not the strongest swimmer in the field but I, I'm a lot stronger cyclist and runner, so my race is going to truly begin on the bike, and and I'm going to pu- I'm going to carry that momentum. That's some great advice, and I'm definitely going to take that to heart. I um, I, I think it's that competitive juice in me. Like when we take off, I, I I I'm just like I can't fall behind. I can't fall behind. You know what? I got to get that out of my head. You know, that's that's yeah. a weakness for me yeah. for sure. That's a blessing though, too, Goldie. Honestly, like if if you if you have that desire, that just like refusal to quit or refusal to get dropped then maybe you'll find a, a nice set of feet in front of you yeah. that can block the block some of the water and you have a yeah. little bit you're getting towed you're getting towed up buoy to buoy you know well i'll tell you the That's first thing question. i did the first thing i did when i got back here um so i the reason i haven't been swimming for two months is i so i'm in frisco texas which is like 40 minutes north of dallas and um okay. it's where the cowboys practice so um jerry jones like built a practice facility like a city it's crazy. And yeah, Frisco's yeah. just exploding in population, and it's a beautiful area. But anyway, I practiced, or I, I trained at what's called Cowboys Fit. So it's like the Cowboys okay. practice facility gym. And my pool was on the roof, and it overlooked the practice facility. So I could swim, and I could see, you know, Dak throwing around, or like I watched them do OTAs. Yeah, cool. Or, it, was, it was really cool. Yeah. But um, I wound up, you know, I, I had to kind of like weigh my – pros and cons and that's why i joined f45 because i was like you know what i don't need to be like tossing a ton of heavy weight around i don't need to be like bench pressing like this that's right that's football mindset like i don't need to do that anymore so mentally it was a big step for me to like go from you know that to f45 but at f45 there's no you know it's just like functional training there's no like sauna or pool or anything like that so since i had no intention of coming here uh, to Milwaukee, I was like, you know what? I'll just you know do F forty five for the summer. I'll run and bike, and then yeah, um, like twelve weeks out from um, from Tempe, what I'll do is I'll just join a local gym, you know, here so I can get the pool and then really dive in. But uh, yeah, 
figuratively and literally. But um, the um, <laughs> true, <laughs> true, touche. That was cheesy. That was cheesy. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, so then I, 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 I still have doubts about Tempe actually happening. You know, just because of COVID and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just that's why I was like, I got the spot in Milwaukee. I'll go, but. Um, literally yeah. I got off the plane in, uh, in Dallas on Monday or Sunday yep. and, um, Monday morning I went to LA fitness and signed up for membership so I could have the pool and I've been nice. swimming Good. every day since Good. and I, um, Good. so that's kind of my mindset. You know what I mean? I just, I can't, I can't have that happen again. Cause it was so embarrassing how bad that swim was. That was just like, yeah. cause I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been so cavalier about it if I thought it, you know, if I thought the possibility for me to like almost drown in the middle of the lake existed, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> of course. Uh, I don't yeah. think I told you. If you don't was, use it, you lose it. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I wish I, cause I'm, I'm humble and I, I can laugh at myself. Yeah. I really wish. And if someone listening was at nationals and has a picture of this, please send it to me. I was literally <laughs> flopped on the kayak. I was just like, dude, I, I, I that's <laughs> why they're there. I know, but I, oh, I was like, oh, I'm that guy. They got to follow me in the damn kayak now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I swear to God, I got under like past the bridge around that first, uh, I was right coming up on that first, um, pylon you know the yellow one. yeah yep and yep. my brain just was like telling my body to move and my body just wasn't moving and that's never happened yeah. to me before i'm like it was scary i thought like something was really yeah. wrong with me so it's, i was just like my head i'm like help help and uh yeah I, <laughs> the kayak came over and i flopped on it and i literally said every swear word in the book and um yeah I think I scared the girl in the kayak. The girl was like, yeah. uh, do you need right. the jet ski? And I'm like, no, I'm finishing this damn race. And um, <laughs> when I got to, <laughs> when I got to uh, transition, so I finished the swim, obviously, but um, when I got to transition, yeah. I ripped my goggles off and I just threw them on the ground as hard as I could and I broke them. And I, because <laughs> yeah. I was just like so beside myself because that's not like yeah. me. But I, I thought you'd enjoy that story. I, uh... No, I, I do. And I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I've had flawless swims that I, I didn't sit up and stop. So yeah. um, it, it happens, man. The swim is, it's so, it's so, it's such an anxious environment. So don't, don't fault yourself. You finish the race. Yeah, Period. and that's one of those things. And I wound up passing like twenty people afterwards, so it's not like I came up yeah. last, you know. But um, so uh, Mo Mo Allen, uh, he's a guy I met through, you know, Zwift. Have you ever done Zwift, or do you know what that is? Oh, I, I'm familiar with Zwift. I don't personally use it. So I met, but I, do, I know. It. I met Mo um, through Zwift on Twitch. I stream like Zwift on Twitch a bunch, and um, okay. he's he's a triathlete. He's done some tri- tries as well, and he set his path around the swim courses, Britain. Uh, pretty comical because he's really bad at sighting and staying in line with the buoys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So let me ask you, I mean, based off of that, do you have any advice about like sighting? Like how do you practice that? Or is there any good techniques or yeah. tips that you can pass along? So we practice sighting all the time. And because our coach is out there with a, with a range finder, he's got his laser to the buoy. And he always says the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. We got to line you up here and you're going to swim perfectly straight. And you're going to swim a shorter distance than everybody else. Because if you're going like this and like this, like this, you're swimming too much. Yeah. But the, the advice is get out of a pool because a pool has a line at the bottom. You take that for granted. You can shut your brain off and just follow the line with your eyes in the pool. You got to get out of the pool. You got to get into a lake. And you got to, and 
fortunately we have a coach who follows us in a kayak and sets the buoys up so we know where to site but you have to get out there and we do this we practice you can you can breathe of course you can bilateral breathe but don't sight for 20 strokes and see find your stop point find put a buoy maybe a hundred um a hundred meters away 100 yards away and just do 20 strokes and then see which side you pull to if you end up really varying left or really varying right then you have to make those adjustments compensate and then do it again and just do it a couple times until you figure out what side you're pulling a little bit stronger on you know what i'm saying yeah that's and then okay and then instead of doing the 20 strokes without sighting then you can do okay i'm a little bit i'm pulling a little bit more on the right so i'm going to pull a little bit more on the left now and see if i can do it and then instead of sighting one two three sight you can do you can do a full cycle three still breathing of course three 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 six nine and then on that 12 then you sight and that's what we do we we almost force ourselves to keep our head down and then and then catch that sight after a couple cycles extra you know so your suggestion is for practice 20 strokes and then in a race you're doing yep. it about every 12 uh oh man i wish i could do 12 i get i get panicky in a race and yeah. i'll i'll do it anywhere six, six between six and nine because mm -hmm. i'll i'll just breathe i'll breathe to the right every time uh, cause I want more oxygen for that. I'll train one, two, three bilaterally, but mm -hmm. I'll laterally breathe in a race and I'll probably do, um, six or eight before I, before I sight. But if I got some feet in front of me and if I can feel it, then I, I can use them or if someone's right next to me. Nice. That's, that's okay. key too. That's a huge, that's a huge, huge, like cheat code right there. If you've got someone right next to you, rely that they're going to be sighting every other breath. And they're, if they're going in a straight line, if you can, if you're breathing to your right and you see them, you just stay right there. And if, if you're staying equidistant from them, rely that ho hopefully they're sighting and then you just take that free pass. Oh, that's interesting. All right. <laughs> Mo said, uh, he said he'd be back on land if he didn't sight for 20 strokes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pulling one side extra, Mo, if you're doing that. Oh, that's funny, man. Well, I will, uh, I'll tell you what, Ado, we're at about an hour and 10 minutes. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, but before we go, what didn't we talk about? Was there? I know this is like really loose and un, you know this is just you know a casual conversation. But is there anything that you were prepared to like talk about or that we didn't or anything oh, that you like to put out there? The the floor is yours, my friend. Um, goodness, I I think we I like I like more organic uh, conversation. I didn't have anything planned. Um, I couldn't do this what I do without my support system. Obviously, my faith is. Is the strongest of all of them but my support system is absolutely enormous goldie um i have a family my mom my dad my best friend who's my sister um they they let they allow for me to do this because what i do is very selfish um i miss family events i i miss i, I miss a lot i'm i train full time and and so what i do is is a selfish excellence takes selfishness support system is everything uh and my family is is the first and forefront of that um my sponsors as well um, i have some incredible sponsors that help fund this olympic dream that i have so um ultimately i'm able to live this live towards my dream of becoming an olympian because of ultimately my my family support and my coaching staff and my sponsors and um and so i just i it's uh, this is the cheesy portion but i really am just so grateful to have that support system and i got a small 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 circle but anybody that's in that small circle is, is making me so much better. And 
those those know who they are so that's great man i mean you could tell that's very heartfelt and you're genuine in everything that you say and um it's been a pleasure getting to know you in the short time that we've met you know and been in contact but um mo yeah. he says uh, good luck with your long course journey gives you a little fist bump there so thanks I, mo you got at least one more fan here but uh for those listening <laughs> Uh, it's 8 I'll put the links to his social media channels. We got Instagram. What else? You got anything else that you? Yeah. We're gonna. We're uh, we're actually currently in the process of making a website with a homepage and all these tabs and and all this information. It's awesome. it'll be done hopefully by October. So that website, I can send it to you once it's all fine. Absolutely, and we can always add that at a later date. Um, awesome. But thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It's uh, like I said, it's been a real pleasure to to get to know you and looking forward to following your journey, man. I mean, I. Can't wait to see the success that you're going to have in everything that you do. You're an absolute friggin' monster. And um, <laughs> thanks again for taking the time to come on and you know share your story about your journey and inspire others that are looking to get into triathlon. Yeah, I appreciate it, Goldie. You're you're awesome, man. Anytime I see you at a race, I, you're you're a ball of energy, and, and I'm, I love it. And I appreciate the time to share a bit of my story with you. Well, hopefully, you see it a, a couple more, man. That's right. God bless you, brother. Thank right. you so much.